right. So welcome to a tangents episode of only yesterday. Yeah. So I always say this at every single episode because it kind of cover your ass, but we are not your therapists. This is just us talking, sharing opinions. So I've made it clear in the last, well, the previous episode that we are not, we cannot give you therapy over a podcast. Yes. Like we can't. So we're not, that's not what we're doing. So don't interpret it as such. And yes, everyone will be fine. Yes. All right. Now that that's over with, let's get into what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? We're talking about what it's like to be a social worker. Cause several people have asked me Mm. like listeners have asked me like, what it's like. So I'll ask you this. What is it? What is it like, Mr. Brooks or Mr. Sorry, we can beep that. You're out. fine. I don't give a oh, fuck, bro. Okay. okay. Um, what it's like, man. It's it's a mixed bag. I'll say. Yeah. Um. So it's good in the in the aspect, like in my particular field, I help at risk youth, you know, adolescents. Yeah. Um. So it's good to see what progress is made when there is progress made with them, right? It's yeah. good to see them develop, but um, sometimes. I hear certain organizations aren't as, um, there's some shitty organizations out there. There, There's some shitty organizations and worked for some of them before. Or maybe even just some people within the organizations. Maybe. Right. And so I feel like that's also a mixed bag because, um, you know, as we're in the field of social work, right. Advocating for people wanting to do what we can to help, you know, facilitate people's, um, needs. Um, and then we get people who are in the field who like tend to want to do the opposite. And yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So that's, but then having to deal with that in a professional manner, right. Instead of just like going off on that person, like saying, okay, so what can be done? How do we ethically address this situation? Yeah. Right? So that's, that's hard. Oh yeah. And then you get the kids who don't ever change. Well, they do change, but they turn into inmates in the prisons. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. So you work part time. Mm-hmm. Would you do the exact same thing? Nine to five, five days a week. Would you do that? Or would you choose somewhere else? I mean, I did it for my internship. I did it for free. Nine, Nine to, to five. five every, yeah. Every day. Wow. So I can get my hours in, bro. So, but like, do you like what you're doing? Is what I'm saying. Do I enjoy my job? Like if you had to do that full time, would you do that? I mean, if you had the choice, if I had the choice, I mean, I mean, if I had to, yeah, but yeah. if I had the choice, no, because it is, I, I'm the kind of person that I tend to get, you know, I'm passionate about what I do. Yeah. So if there's um, some kids that are needing some further assistance and I like, if I'm able to aid that in any way, then I'll do that. Yeah. Right? Um, then there's a bunch of kids who are like, yo, I get called when some people, like some of the kids are, you know, suicidal or whatever. So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, Tony, you come work with this kid because, you know, you have... Yeah, have training in this, whatever. And so it's the secondary trauma is real. Um, so yeah. that and then just certain. How do I put this? Um, certain ways that I see certain things done in certain uh, organizations make me grateful for the opportunity that I don't have to work nine to five all the time, full time. Yeah, because. You know, again, with the VA benefits that I have, like, I, I'm i blessed, right? I'm fortunate, I'm whatever, that I don't have to do that. Thank but, you for your service. Oh, blessed. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, giving me the opportunity. It's always got to do yes. it. But, um, <clears throat> okay, so you said a lot there to unpack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Um, so you're talking about kind of... Uh, you don't like working nine to five. I don't think anybody likes working nine to five. Right. I mean, I, I hate it. Right. I mean, and that's, you know, and that, that goes to like, you know, work ethic, right? Someone yeah. thinks that, oh, I have a shitty work ethic because I choose not to work a nine to five. Like, but when I'm there, my quality of work is insane, bro. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I, I try not to let that get to me. Yeah. So you're talking about kind of working with the, like the level of kids that you work with, um, and kind of the secondary trauma. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that, because it's different for everybody. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some days are harder than others, right? Like, you always get told, you know, don't take your work home with you. You know, don't bring your home life to work and, 
vice versa. But it's hard not to, especially if you, you develop a rapport with a kid, you see that they're trying, like you see that they're actively trying to do better. But then they they either make, not even a mistake, they just like make a conscious decision to hinder their own development, right? And uh, it's like, okay, come on. And then there's there's kids who say, I don't even have a rapport with this kid yet, right? Um, there was one who had... As they were there, 12 years old, withdrawing from meth. Mm -hmm. Like, there's kids who I've worked with there whose parents actively sold them into prostitution. Like Jesus Christ. And it's like, how do you... What what can you say? I mean, of course, I'm trained to you know work with that. But I mean, like, for the layman person, like, how do you deal with that, right? How, like, how do you deal with that? How do you like, not take that home with you? What did they train you to do? Well, I mean, well, I don't want to... This is not an educational course. This is just some stuff that I've been through, right? So, of course, um, validating, right? Mm -hmm. There's always the one-down approach of someone's being super aggressive. But um, really, this is my key. Um, people ask me, like, oh, why do the kids always love you, Tony? How do you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you must treat them as if they are the masters of their own world. That's it. You can't come into there and be like, oh, I have all the secrets. I'm going to tell you how to live this. Like, no, I want you to tell me what you've been through. Like, tell me, yeah. like, what is it like in your world? Like, how yeah. is the rapport with your family? So on and so forth. And so just listening to them and listening to their their capabilities. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like that's my my little key. That's, yeah. You can have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um so let's say you have something shitty happen to a kid. How do you not think about it after work? Like you don't. Um, you you think about it after work, um, but you try not to, or rather, it would be beneficial if you don't let it consume your out of work life, right? Because there's times when you're like, okay, well, when I get back to work, maybe I can suggest they reach out to this person or maybe this resource or maybe ask them what they feel about you know this other type of treatment, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if you let that just continue to eat at you, it's like you've never left work, right? Yeah. Because you're always analyzing, how can I fix this issue? Yeah. Have you ever had something that reminded you of your own past trauma and like brought up trauma again? Yeah, absolutely. How do you, what do you do? I'd be a professional and I say, okay, this, this client is experiencing something that's, you know, traumatic. That's, they're obviously in crisis. So, I'm going to do whatever I can, just like I would with any other client and say, okay, how can I best, you know, how can I best help them understand the situation or how can they help me understand the situation so I can, you know, offer whatever perspective I have. Um, <clears throat> and you have to, if you're dealing with a client that has your own, like a similar type of trauma, mm -hmm. it's, it's especially difficult. You especially have to be careful. Yeah. Um, you have to be careful not to get super attached to this person because, yeah. you know, of course they they're going through some shit. They're going through some shit, but like, you know, you can't be like, oh, I see myself in you all the time. Like, yeah. It's, have you ever seen um, what's it called? Goodwill Hunting. I've not. I've heard about the movie a thousand times. Okay. You should probably watch it. I don't know if it's your type of film. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe you'd like it. Maybe you wouldn't. But like, yeah, he he gets. He's a therapist, and he. It's not very therapeutic, like the actual thing, mm -hmm. but he gets kind of attached to his client too. So, yeah, and I mean, you'll develop attachments, sure, right? Like you'll be like, yeah. "Oh, this is this kid. They're really cool," you know. They'd be like, "Oh, that's my favorite staff member," you know. Type of stuff. Yeah, that's natural, right? You know. And so it's just trying not to let that develop to the point where you're like you ignore all the other kids just to help this one. Yeah, that's know? not healthy. Exactly. Um, unless, unless they're having a really shitty day that day and it's part of the therapeutic, you know? Right. And and again, like it depends on the, the level of crisis. Yeah. Right? Like if the kid is. If you're just like buying the McDonald's because you like them and you don't buy anybody else McDonald's, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's um, an issue for sure. I've worked in a lot of those kind of environments too with mm -hmm. where you, I've never, this is one of my talents. I'm really good at not taking my work home with me. Cool. I'm really good at compartmentalizing. Nice. So I've never never really had things that like I took home with me where it's like bothering me. But I've worked in some let's just say I've read some case files that kind of um made me think about life. Like there's a lot of trauma, there was a lot of stuff, and it kind of it just was scary reading about, 
you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. that's as far as I can go into that because I don't want to get too no, much farther. But I, I, let's just say I've heard, I've known some people have done some messed up shit, you yeah. know, and had to read. I did, I read about it, you know, and so I was just like, man, this world's fucked up. Yeah. Yours. So I've had that, you know, and I've had, um, you know, where it's just kind of so situation so traumatic, so sad that like it gets you down for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those ones are particularly difficult for me. Um, yeah. When you, you read up on a client's file or they, they just outright tell you, right. Yeah. They just say, Hey, the kid had disclosed to me how the parents treated them. Mm-hmm. And it, it like, it depressed me. Like in that yeah. moment, I'm like, how can we, you know, have these children and then treat them in such the fashion, dude. Like, I don't even want to get into it just in case one of them may be listening, you know. They're probably not, but yeah. Okay, well then, since since they're not, (laughs) it's like, like, parents who just like, like beat the shit out of their kids, right? There was a, there was a kid, I'm not going to say their name, but the kid was, mom said, hey, I need you guys to go do yard work, okay? Like, get the freaking lawn mowed, get the weeds, pull the shit, you Mm -hmm. know, do all that. And the kids was like, all right, cool. Got you, no problem. And so as they were doing that, um, mom was calling their phone a bunch. And, yeah. you know, they didn't have their phone on them at the time because they were doing yard work, you know. Sure. Clipping, cutting, make some fuck, do all that. And so as they get back to their phone, after they're done with yard work, they're like, oh, shit, mom called a bunch of times. Okay, what's going on, mom? Hey. And then mom says, all of you get your fucking shit and get out of my house now. Like, I'm packing your shit right now. You're getting the fuck out of my house. Like, for what? Because you didn't answer your phone. And there was legit, that was it. That was all the reasoning that that person needed to get rid of their children. And I was like, how can, how can a person not even be understanding? Like, you ask them to do something. And then, like... I mean, it, 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 that's, that's crazy. Yeah. You know? So it was just stupid I, I, shit, bro. Unfortunately, I've worked with a lot of people like that that would do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. No, and I've heard, like, stories that people, yeah. like, the parents do fucked up shit for less. For less. Yeah. And that's so. that's where mental illness comes in. Because that's definitely not healthy or normal. Mm-hmm. You know? Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And so that's, I want to, I half of the time want to work with the adults as well. Like, yo, so do you understand that your actions are like making your client, your kid respond in the way that I get to see on a daily basis. Yeah. You don't get to see because they're in their room thrashing and smashing it's, about like they're doing the shit in front of me. It's not fun no. <laughs> working with those adults because... So I work with adults now mm-hmm. and uh it's good in some ways but in other ways like this person's fully responsible they're fully like cognizant of everything they're doing they just don't give a fuck. Hmm. It's kind of that feeling, you know. Yeah. Where they have more responsibility and they have more like this is just a choice they're making about their own life, you know, like kind of thing. Okay. And I would use some acceptance commitment therapy on that point, right? Like, yeah. like, okay, so these are the decisions you're wanting to make? Cool. I need you to understand the consequences of these yeah, decisions exactly. and be okay with them. And that's <laughs> kind of what I do is just kind of like, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, like, how do you, so we've talked about kind of, you know, there's sometimes there, we hear scary things and I hear scary things too. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you not become callous to that? Because like, I've had that where it's like, we're talking about something and like, I've heard that so many times that it's like, man, you know, you say kind of matter of factly, but like, how do you kind of maintain that humanity part of, you know, like, good question. It's, good question. it's, it's, it's a, it's and, a struggle. And it's with a valid question too. You know, right. Like it's, I mean, it, it's a valid question. Cause I mean, when we talk about society and we become more desensitized to things, like, you know, we typically become, yeah. you know, callous, like killing bugs. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, well, but anyways, um, how I, again, it's like you, you acknowledge this person as the master of their world. So each yeah. individual journey is different. And what makes it even more uh, interesting and nuanced, I'll say, is some kids who are younger are experiencing some of the things that, you know, the older kids would be experiencing and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. But to to bear in mind that no matter whether I'm here or not, like, this kid's still going to be struggling. They're still yeah. going to need to, they're still going to need some support. They're still going to be where they are. Yeah. So either, you know, either they're just going to figure it out on their own or as a professional, I can help where I can. And so it's, it's hard, you know, but, um, 
Yeah, just bearing in mind that, you know, everyone's journey is different and to just kind of meet people where they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I do it, man. Yeah, it's hard not to become callous to after hearing so much stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So I have my own way. I just I like being mindful of things, you know. Right, right. So like being mindful, being aware of what's happening rather than just kind of sitting back and being nihilistic, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like to be aware of what people are feeling in the moment. And so if somebody's like really struggling, that's a important piece of them. Like they're letting me into their world for a second to help them. Absolutely. You know, so they're sharing something with me. That's really important. Mm-hmm. So I kind of treat it that way. Good point. Um, because nearing basically all the one-on-one sessions that I have with the, with the kids, like I told them like, yo, I thank you for being open and vulnerable with me. Like you yeah. could have, you could have justifiably said, Tony, I'm not telling you shit. Get out of my face. I've and, been told that too. Right. And I'm like, I would have nothing to do but to respect that. So I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, we're willing to work together on this to whatever extent. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy to, to kind of, let's say that they disclose something and you've been told that thing like a thousand times by everybody, mm-hmm. like all your clients, you know, like, well, there's like somebody molested them or, they had this happen to that, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to just kind of be used to it and shrug that off. But like just acknowledging that and being kind of present for that person in that moment, you know, because yeah. it's not easy to disclose things. Right. Absolutely. And even if you've heard it like a thousand times before, it's the first time this person's ever telling you. Exactly. You know? So yep. if you just kind of like, yeah, my, my stepdad, you know, he raped me or something. You're like, Oh, <laughs> Yo, okay. Man, just- so tell me about like, you know, your other hobbies or something. If you just, Blaze, uh, if you just like blaze past it and just like you know, mm-hmm. like a like a doctor, it's like or uh, you're t- getting your car oil changed or something like that's we got to be careful not to feel that way. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, we have to be have to be mindful of you know the situation that that person is going through, and you know the importance of it to them, right? Because mm-hmm. we can't just be like, oh, you're the sixteenth kid this week to have told me that they've gotten you know treated in such a way like okay yeah. that's like you can't do that and yeah it's like oh cool okay I mean, well. I mean technically speaking you can do that but that would not make you an effective social worker no like it <laughs> and unfortunately people have bad experiences with social workers yeah and that that like yeah historically we are we have many names like mm-hmm. child snatchers and yeah that kind of like stuff. dude I. I literally was working with a a client the other day who mm-hmm. said that they were at you know I, I may have even told the story before like they were at one of the one of the facilities around here and a therapist actively engaged in a sexual relationship with them and shit yeah and I'm like with a client who's underage mind you shit and so it's like I understand that that's fucking wrong many people yeah. understand that that's fucking wrong but why and so it. Why blame the entire profession for the actions of some, right? Like that's how True. people say like all cops are bastards or all cops are bad because of the actions of some, right? I don't believe that all cops are bastards. I believe that they're, you know, they're doing their job just like freaking social workers are doing their job. And it's yeah. like, it's not an easy job to do by any means. And yeah. I understand that some people will go out of their way to fuck up the name of the profession, even <laughs> though we have hardworking people who are trying to defend the name of the profession, you know? And... I can just imagine somewhere there's some person like actively just trying that they hate their social work education and their degree. They're just actively trying to fuck up everybody else. You know, swear to God, bro. Some people want to watch the world. It feels burn. like that. It feels like that sometimes. <laughs> I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the impact that a bad social worker can have is, mm. I will say, it's just as impactful as a bad police officer. Sure, especially with like. You know, taking custody of kids, yeah. making judgments and stuff. Yep. Social workers, I'll own it. We've made some bad decisions before. Yeah, absolutely. Or even in the medical field, right? Like, or every, oh, in the a hospital all social the time. worker, right? All the like, time. Like, oh, this this client says that they need this, and the social workers like, yeah, no, I think they're good, and X, Y, and Z happens, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I sure. will say there are some bad social workers out there, and I try For not sure. to be one of them. Um, but like historically. I think we've we've been in some bad like places like with like racism and stuff like kind of um like for example doing like the Indian removal schools. 
Right. I mean, or that kind of stuff, you know, or was, hold on. Wait, was that the work of social workers? Some of it, some of it, like taking them from their families. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. 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 Or ex- es- escorting my, the Japanese American communities to, uh, to camps. Right. Okay. And so, so let's, let's, let's go. Okay. Let's take that for just a moment. Okay. okay. So I would imagine that the powers that be said, Hey, we need to remove, you know, natives. We need to remove the Japanese people from wherever. We need to do that. Someone make it happen. And then someone said, hey, all you social workers, do this, make this shit happen. And we're like, or I guess, and they were like, well, got to make this money. Or some people were just like, yeah, let's go get them. You know, I'm sure so, they're, vol- I, I can just imagine the people are like, yeah, let's, I, I just wanted to do that anyway. So. Yeah. And so, again, and I'm sure that there's people who are like, I I really fucking hate that I'm doing this. And I'm, I'm certain there was at least one social worker that was like, yo, let me like, let this person know, Hey, like these people are wanting me to take your children from you. I'm not going to do that. I need you to go and get to safety as soon as possible. Right. Like I'm yeah. sure that there was at least one who hopefully, hopefully, you know, but yeah, it's, it's difficult for sure. Interesting enough. Our social work building at our school is named after a Japanese American person that had been in a interned. Wow. Yeah. Yo, word. So, interesting. Yeah. Good stuff, bro. Good I, stuff. I mean, not the fact that they were interned, but I mean, th- that the building is named after them. Like, that they that, became a kind, stuff. because of that experience, or despite that, they became a kind person and gave back to the community. For um, sure. Let's talk about the ethics of social work, because it's like a hefty, hefty, obviously, because we've talked about It's so much stuff. Like, we we have a six-week training on just the ethics of this yeah. um, at my work. And so, like... When you fuck up in social work, it's not good. No, no, like it's not like it's not like it like Burger King where you're like, oh, you forgot the pickles. It's like, dude, this person's getting their kid taken away. Dude, this person's going back to rehab. This person, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, or you're losing your fucking job. You're losing your license. That's that's one of my deepest fears. Yeah, losing the license. Um, So tell me, how do you deal with that? Like the weight, you know, the mantle, the responsibilities. I mean. It seems daunting, right? Like you have all these things that you need to, you know, bear in mind as you're going throughout your practice. And absolutely, like some of it is, you know, you have to keep it all in the back of your head, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to be like, I need to make sure I'm following this. I'm doing this, doing this, doing this. Um, but I try not to get, um, you know, so bogged down by it because in the code of ethics, it tells us that if we're, you know, struggling with anything, you, we can freaking reach out to our supervisor. Yeah. Like it tells us to do that. And so yeah. I feel like if you are struggling to trust your own judgment in the field of your ethics or in your practice, then reach out to your soup or yeah. consult the code of ethics. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like so, yeah. in our trainings, they're telling us some crazy ass shit that people have done. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, it's just like, I, like I, I heard this story of this guy that was like running a recovery program. Mm-hmm. And he was like Walter Whiting on the side, like he was like one of the biggest like drug like movers in the area at the same time while being like in charge of a facility. Wow! <laughs> so like, wow. there's that. There's like some dude thought it was okay to date like his client's mom. So there's there's idiots that become social workers for sure. Yeah, you know for sure. Um, luckily, they're not as many as they used to be. I mean. I would argue that they're just better at hiding it now if they're if they're still out here. Sure. I, well, I think like you you'd hear about it more in the news. It'd be more publicized. Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's one of my big things is like I always have to be careful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and being mindful, doing your work mindfully. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's I feel like that's what we're assigned to do, right? Like is to yeah. be careful, is to be mindful. Like that's what we're trained to do. Yeah, and we got some heavy shit that we have to deal with, right? Like, Absolutely. I don't know if you've ever had this, but crisis intervention with suicide, that's that's tough shit. Yeah. That's yep. heavy stuff. And um like yeah, I I try and kind of be mindful too and try and always try to do my my best, you know. Mm-hmm. How do you manage kind of like let's say you notice that your your morale's down or that you just don't like what you're doing as a social worker. What do you what do you do? 
like I'm not feeling that day or just like, yo, just, where am I let's in just my say career? you have like, like a, a long time of feeling that way in your, in, like somewhere. How do you reevaluate your position? We're going to take a break. Like, yo, I'll see you all next week. Okay. <laughs> um, or perhaps, you know, reexamine what is it that's making me feel this way? Like, yeah. Why do I feel this way? What is it that's, you know, causing me to, is it? the work is it myself is it the home life is it you know a, a lack of the balance right yeah and so that would re-examine like what's going on why do i feel this way and then move forward from there yeah unfortunately there's a lot of social workers that don't do that and i don't understand why like we're fucking trained in mindfulness to do the shit all the time well like like it, it can be hard on a marriage re-examining one's reasoning for doing what they do or or just like that too but just kind of like being a social worker and t- carrying the stuff home oh yeah sure and not being yeah. able to like when you're talking about like evaluating your home life and stuff mm-hmm. um it can be hard to you can't talk about anything mm, i disagree and so I, I can understand how it can be hard on a marriage, right? Like if you do feel like you can't talk to your spouse about anything, but again, yeah. like we have like these levels of anonymity, right? So we yeah. don't have to tell them the client's name, nothing about like True. the information. Like we can just be like, yo, I had a client today and this is what stressed me out. Again, we're not saying whether it's, you know, we're not saying their gender. We're not saying their freaking address. We're okay. not saying their names. We're not saying like what they look like, what they were dressed like. We're just saying, Hey, this is something that happened. I need to vent. Um, yeah. Um, here's another angle that could be kind of hard on a marriage hmm. is just the stress of being a social worker. Let's say you have a really shitty day, a shitty week, yeah, whole week or a shitty month. Yep. I've whole had those, month, bro. whole fucking month. And you come home, and you can't take it out on your partner, obviously. Of course not. But like, they want you. Let's say they they stayed home with the kid all day, right? Mm-hmm. And they want you to do this, this, and this, you know. And you had a shitty day. That's hard. Yep. It's hard to kind of like compartmentalize and not take your work home with you, or the stress at least. Yeah, absolutely. Because like my family knows when I've had a bad day at work. Because like mm-hmm. I'm usually pretty talkative and funny, but I'm just like stone cold silent not talking nothing um and that's kind of like a don't talk to me until i've cooled off do you have yep. kind of some of those techniques to kind of neutralize a bad day like that or a bad week or mm, i mean i'll say that what i do might not work for everyone else right like because yeah. i i'm my own person everyone's different whatever yes. but you know whenever you do get home um or whenever i get home you know i tend to you know like i you know let everybody know like let my wife know hey love you mm, how you doing mm, today was due to just you know give me a yeah. little bit let me just kind of de-stress calm down relax a little bit and then you know i'll take baby son i'll feed him or yeah. wh- whatever needs to happen or i'll you know get dinner started or whatever but um really just taking genuinely taking that time to is what i do is i genuinely kick it and take that time to be like <sighs> fuck bro like today sucked yeah or rather the things that happened today were unfavorable to say the least and let me just kind of you know process okay i'm home now like i'll be back whenever you know next day whatever and you know it'll be a little different because you know everyone would have gotten out what they needed to get out that day and then you know we'll we'll go at it next day you know yeah and so it's for me it's it's sometimes hard to do but sometimes it's not yeah. you know what i do is i hop in my car i have that has to be m&m turn <laughs> okay. on m&m get some bomb ass food i don't care if it's indian food mm. i don't care what kind of it usually is indian food but get some bomb ass food go home play super smash turn on my pa- podcast turn on my shows give me like an hour Maybe maybe some sleep. Maybe some sleep, yes. And yes. then I'm good. Good to go. Right. I like to but like gaming if, as well. For if sure. I haven't had that time, I'm a bitch. Hmm. Like, I'm bitchy. Right. Like, I'm grouchy. I'm grouchy. I'm bitchy. I'm just kind of like, so I need my time. And hmm. usually what happens is if I, it's just the fact of being there for that long. Like, if I have a late day mm-hmm. or if I have a long day that's really boring, 
Yeah, I'm I'm no good. I'm no good. He yeah, says. like when I worked yeah. not as a therapist, but as like a just as a bachelor's level mm-hmm. kind of thing, working in a program that was like really high level of care. There were some days where I would just come home and just just melt into the couch and just not be able to do anything or process anything. Yep. So I mean, and some people, you know, they're like, yo. Because of all that, let me go work out. Let me go work this negative energy out of me. You know, some like, people are like that. I'm not like that. Look at me, right. dude. <laughs> I look so, like I like that kind of shit. <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying is, everyone's journey, <laughs> everyone's journey is different, and so uh, whatever works for one person might not work for another. And again, we're not fucking giving you therapy right now. Like this is just this is, just, this is an episode on what it's like to be a social people worker. People are asking what is it like being a social worker? This is what it's like. It's this it's, is what I do. This it, is my life. It's it, we're like the sanitation department of the social like sciences. Like mm-hmm. we we we're in the front lines. Like if there's a flood, <laughs> if there's like if the city garbage is piling up, we take care of it, you know. Got to. Someone's got to do it. Man. Yeah, someone's got that's us, you know. Um but yeah, like it's it's stressful. It's unique. There's a lot of like ethical responsibilities like on your shoulders at all times, and mm-hmm. but it's fun as fuck. Yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely rewarding. It can be. My experience, you know, the people that you work with, like the actual coworkers, are usually usually asterisk, pretty chill, mm-hmm. pretty cool, you know, because they're in, it's you all have like the same like mission in life, you know. They're right, all chill, right. you know. Um, Sometimes it can be shitty, like working with certain populations that you don't really mesh with. But um, yeah, it's it's, it's fun. Oh, absolutely, the pay kind of sucks. Yeah, the pay is not the best. It's but shitty, I mean, it's. I mean, my thing is, I've even I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Um, I know for a fact that I could be working like a nine to five. I could be making a lot more money if I truly wanted to. I know this, but. I do the work I do because this is what I'm passionate about. Like, this is what I care about. And so I will, I mean, my, all the bills are still paid. You know what I'm saying? My wife is good. Baby son, good. You know what I'm saying? House good, car good, all that stuff good. And so as long as that's taken care of, then I want to also help, you know, where I can. My man's like Buddha. He's just like, he could live that prince life. He could live in a palace. (laughs) He could have all that shit, but he's, he's settling for, you know, for what he, he, he doesn't need that. He, yeah, he just knows his priorities. And I heard, you know, one of my, um, while I was still at the U, you know, someone said, hey, don't sell yourself short, you know, understand your potential, you know, and request your worth. And I I hear that. I feel that. Like, that's that's something that resonates with me. And so, like, because of that, like, we're also doing a fucking podcast, bro. Yeah. Like, because we we have experience in this particular field in the field of social work and we want to fucking talk about some shit, bro. Like I'm expanding, you know what I'm saying? Like if, so here's the thing. Yes, I work part time. Uh, really give a fuck about my schedule i fucking work with these kids bro we out here we fucking doing it big you don't even have to do that either you choose to i choose to i literally again (laughs) i'm i'm very fortunate but and another reason why i do work is because i don't want to freaking just have my son be like okay like so dad just served in the military and then yeah now we're just like now we're just doing nothing with his life like now we're just sitting there doing absolutely nothing like no i want to i want to show him that yeah you know you you still got to do something while you're here. Whatever it is, you got to do something. Yeah. And so, um, oh man, I forgot where I was going. I was, I was on a roll. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine, man. But um, yeah, being a social worker is it's interesting to say the absolute yeah. least. It is hard too. Yeah, for sure. Like the burnout phase. Mm. Like I don't know if you've ever felt that. Um, in grad school, I definitely had that. Where it's like I don't I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like I'll learn how to put some numbers together, some math or something, you know, and be a, a boring ass engineer or something. Cause like this sucks. But then there's some times where you're like, that was pretty cool. Like right, right. I had a good cathartic experience, but again, um, boundaries, like one of my things is I'm not here for me, like mm. for my clients, you know, with my relationship with them. So like whatever I'm doing, you know, it's, it's for them. And so like, right, right. They're not there to therapize me or like... Of course. Yeah. They're not there to be my friend, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's about setting boundaries. And if you have good boundaries, like usually 
you know, you won't get too worn out yeah. too quickly. Um, yeah. Boundaries are crazy important, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you actually said that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, we had whole trainings on, like, these are bad boundaries. And, like, it it, it got into some legal shit. So, um, Precisely. Um, and that's one another thing. We, we work high risk, like, with being sued and just, like, malpractice and also just doing harm and trauma. Mm-hmm. And so being aware of our own trauma in our own situations, so that's something that's a lifelong kind of commitment to do. Cause yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, boundaries. Um, I, as soon as you said boundaries, it was reminding me of a time at oh, work. No. Yeah, bro. And just someone had said something wildly inappropriate to our female 15 year old clients. And I'm not even, I'm not even going to. I'm just going to let you know. I that, like my job. I like yeah, social right. workers. Don't so, repeat it. Yeah, I'm not going to. But the issue is, like, <clears throat> if you are in a professional capacity, if you are being trusted to be a a professional, right, I would imagine one would conduct themselves as a professional, right? Yeah. And so... Yeah, boundaries are super critical. Like verbal boundaries, physical boundaries, like yeah. emotional boundaries, like all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you got bad boundaries, social work might not be for you. Yeah. I'll put it this way. Like other jobs are easier to keep the boundaries. Like like you don't ask like the pizza guy, you know, if he wants to be part of like your multi-level marketing. Most people don't. You know, you don't ask like you don't ask them to like uh, like the customer and like the client, you give them the pizza, they're done. Right, this right. is more messy. This is like you're hearing about like my deep dark stuff. I don't tell nobody. Yeah, it's more so that's abstract. why it's, that's why it's like really hard to. It's really crucial to maintain those boundaries. Very you know, it's, crucial. To it's not those like boundaries. we're a jiffy loop and we just change your change your oil and then you're done. You know, like yeah, we change your oil. We ask you how 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 did you get this car? How how's your experience? Dri- kind of thing. You know, like we're up. We're in the in the muck with you, in you the know? Muck. yo, bro. We're so in hard. the mix with you, yeah. and that is what I I agree, and I'm glad you actually said that. Um, because if you are taking your job seriously, if you are, you know, setting these boundaries, if you're being professional, if you're being mindful, if you're you know doing all these things that you know you need to do as a social worker, your job should be a little bit difficult because. Yes. If you think that it was just like the easy breezy, you're just sitting here hanging out with kids, like it's not it's not what you think no, it is. So, no. Um, like yeah. there's people where I've worked with them and it seemed like they were just there because they thought it was like a summer camp or something, you know? Yeah. Uh it's yeah, it's definitely not like that. <laughs> um <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it but that 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 does ring true to me too. Um there was one last thing I was gonna say when you were talking about boundaries. Um Oh, yeah, kind of if you're looking to gain from the relationship, you know, in any way with a client, like whether it's a friendship or gain validation, that's not that's a sign that it's not a that good. you're not doing it right. Not doing it right. You yep. know, so, like, yeah, the goal should be to help that client. Yeah. Whether you gain or lose something is irrelevant. The goal yeah. is to help that person. Yeah, like you're like I just said, like your electrician's not looking to validate your feelings. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like. Yeah, your electrician is not going to tell you how to freaking like mow your lawn properly, bro. Like it, no, yeah. So I mean, unless they're really good at mowing, unless lawns. they're good at mowing lawns, or they're like an all-round service. But like social workers, we're not there to be your friends, you know. Most times, we're, most times. I mean, we're friendly people. Yeah, for sure. But like the the ones that become friends with their clients, um, yeah, they're the ones that get in trouble. Yeah, and then I will say this too. Um, well. No, I'll, I'll just say it. No, go ahead and say it, bro. My character on the podcast. So I, I play the character of Adam, you know. Hmm. I'm not this careless or this, like, like, just loose with my clients, you know. Right. So. IRL. Yeah. In real life, I'm actually pretty professional and serious. I come on here. I play a character. Hmm. Kind of, you know. Kind of. I, I give you, I, I, I filter or don't filter certain aspects of my personality. But like when I'm with my clients, I'm, I'm, I'm like a goddamn airline stewardess. You know, <laughs> I'm like an airline stewardess, you know, for sure. And um, I don't know. I think it's also important to mention that like 
we are humans too, right? Like yeah. we have opinions, we have feelings, we have likes, we have dislikes. And to think that I'm going to be 100% all the time social worker, per, like all the nope. time, it's not realistic because I do that shit for money and I do that yeah. shit because I care about people. But again, like I I am myself, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm, I'm a genuine person, bro. We out here. We in the building. It's this is good. It's kind of like like a stripper, you know. Like they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. not a, they're not a stripper all the time, you know. Like you don't go to the sure, grocery sure, store. Sure, 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 sure. You don't. They don't go to the grocery store and they start working aisle five, you know. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> or like like a like a teacher, right? Yeah, like, like you, a teacher. You, like they're, they're not, not always a, sitting there teaching. Like they don't correct their people's grammar. Like at the at the line of like the of the DMV, you right? Know? Like, the, like the teachers don't live yeah. at school, right? Like teachers don't live at no. school. You can see them at the freaking grocery store. You can see them at the fairgrounds, like yeah. for the same reason. Excuse me. Um, most military personnel don't oh yeah like they're not like all the way in uniform for the rest unless they're like making a career out of it that's a completely different story yeah but people who have served in the military are not all the time in uniform all the time like they're veterans at this point you know what i'm saying like they're they're out and about doing yeah. shit so i am a social worker right and when i'm not on social worker time i'm still logical rational analytical you know i'm still my mm-hmm. brain still works the way it does when i'm a social worker yeah but sometimes i just might say some out-of-pocket shit and yeah. that's okay because we're, yeah, we're not we're not the avengers we're not spider-man like if we see somebody well never mind if we see somebody struggling or something like on the street we're gonna rescue them but like we're, we're going you know to, what we're gonna like, see we're, what's going on be like hey when, you good yeah you okay right now i'm not a social worker fuck that i'm adam um i'm me right now when i clock in at work or when i'm at work i'm that but mm-hmm. yeah Yo, and being able to maintain those boundaries is important right yes. and so um a little note you got here talking about dealing with assholes bro so are we talking about like in the field or just like asshole clients, clients or just assholes in general people who talk shit about well, social work we like could, well we could do a whole thing about that i'm talking about like just kind of clients that are tough Difficult clients. Okay. So I have a couple clients, actually. Um, Man says he's got a couple clients. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know, they know 100% fact that they were a pain in my ass. And my my issue is I have such a good rapport with this client that I'm able to be, I don't want to say I'm able to be like super blunt with them, but I'm able to be more forward genuine more genuine more authentic yeah um and so whenever i see or hear about this client doing certain things i'm like yo um fucking stop i mean chill bro. Like, give look. <laughs> like what are you doing right you're yeah. giving the look exactly and so i mean i don't tell them like you know verbatim fucking stop like you know like you gotta be professional but at the same yeah. time it's like yo i'll be like hey like so what are we doing here? Like, why did we feel like it was case in point? Why do we feel like it was okay to say some racist shit? Like for what? Um, Oh, because, uh, well this person, so case in point, let me just, okay. Story time. Story time. (laughs) Uh, one of the clients said, so we, mind you, we have multicultural, right? We have some who are Hispanic. We have some who are Japanese. We have some who are white, black, whatever. And so this client was like, uh, raise your hand if your parents have ever been deported. And, that statement alone. Ooh, that's okay, look, ooh, so here's the thing. Get your ass beat. You could he <laughs> they very well could have. And so the issue is let's say we have a client there whose parents got deported yesterday. Right? Ooh, that would or be bad. they really want to speak to their parents and they haven't seen them for like five years because they were deported or something like this. That upset kid could have justifiably slapped the shit out of this one yeah punched him in but whatever and of course i would have to you know go in intervene hey uh stop don't be beating each other up you shouldn't have said what the fuck you just said but stop beating this person up you know and so it's it's difficult you know you gotta maintain the level of professional versus me as a person yeah right? like and so it's it's a balance for sure yeah, there's for sure, like, there were some kids I worked with where it's like, they said something and they're getting the shit beat out of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to just let this keep happening, but I can't because I have to, right. I, I don't want, 
to get investigated by CPS kind of thing. Right. I have to be a professional. I, like, yeah, I'm legally obligated to stop this from happening. <laughs> but I, you know, and, I, and I would hope that even if you weren't legally obligated to stop it from happening, you would still want to intervene. It depends. If, am, are, am I on the job or not? Because, like, you know, that just depends. Cause it, like, it depends on the day. People talking shit and then getting smacked in the mouth for getting it. Met with like, street justice. Yeah, justice. Swift justice. Like, I'm not against it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not against, you know, certain aspects. But of if I'm on justice. the job, yeah, I am against that. Yeah. Le- legally and for the record. And so let me say legally and for the record, if there is a client who's talking big shit against another client, yeah. And that client who was talking big shit happens to get hit in the mouth, yeah. I'm still going to do whatever I can to intervene. I'm yes. not for, you know, people abusing each other. However, I am a full, full supporter of self-determination. You're going to be is, laughing in the break room, though. I'm not going to – yeah, I'm going to be laughing in the break room. Like, I, I'm a full supporter of self-determination, yeah. right? So if that's if that's something that you believe you need to do for whatever reason, you truly believe you needed to do that, Yeah, I can understand that. I can't justify it. I can't say yeah. that you were okay in doing what you're doing. But, like, you – You get what you get. We, we, accountability, right? We teach yeah. about accountability. We teach about these things. So it's – See, mine is... It's difficult. We just... See, working with adults is great, because then you just call the police, and they come and get them. Yeah. Like, we have... Yeah, we have on-site officers, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we have manic patients, like, patients mm-hmm. that are manic, and when they, they get violent, and they make threats at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had that the other day, where we had to escort somebody from the building with the police. Yep. Um, You get, like, death threats, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's... My family asked me, they saw that, like, a meme from something. They said, do you really get death threats as a social worker? Yeah. Yeah, you get you get death <laughs> threats as a social worker. I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, for sure. But, like, yeah, it's nice. We just call the cops. But there are clients that I've had to work with where it's like, I don't like this person at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of have to um, be the bigger person. Absolutely. And help them. And if you can't do that, then pass it off to somebody else because, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, where you get in trouble. Like, right, right, right. In those high, intense situations, like, especially what you do, mm-hmm. you know, of, like, having to control your emotions, too. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, uh, case in point about that. So there was a client who outright just did not like me for whatever fucking yeah. reason. Have no idea why the person didn't like me. No clue. And so um, one day— racially- motivated i don't fucking know i okay. truly do not know um and so one day they were like hella struggling bro like they were going through whatever and me personally like if i see something going down or if i see someone like you know kind of off to themselves like i'll you know i'll reach out and be like hey you good you need anything and so i was like hey you know you good you need anything and he's like yo you're not you're not this other person that this other staff member fuck you get away from me i don't <laughs> want to talk to you and so i'm like i have to respect that Right. Because even though I want to be like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, why do you think you have the right to talk to me like that, bro? Like, I'm out here trying to fucking help you. Yeah. Even though I feel like that on the inside as a professional, I have to say, okay, again, self-determination. That's my fucking shit. So I'm like, okay. so if you feel like you needed to say that to me for whatever reason, okay, you you're in whatever feeling. Cool. I'll fuck off. Okay. Yeah. We'll go find your favorite staff member. We'll go see what they can do to help. Yeah. And so. There's sometimes you deal with that. There's other kids who are like, you know, they're completely resistant to anything you try to tell them. And they're just just difficult for the sake of being difficult or um, oppositional. Yeah. And I've had that, too, where it's like there's certain clients and you kind of have to not personalize things Mm -hmm. and realize, like, I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just a shitty kid. They're upset with their situation. They're not upset with It's kind of like a dog like biting somebody because they're scared versus, mm-hmm. you know, like they're just hurt or whatever. And so you kind of have to take it from that angle and then also just realize that like you get paid to be there. So you're, you're trained. Yeah, you they're know, not like, getting paid. They're, they're not just... getting paid. Like you are the bigger person in the situation. Right. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I wouldn't even say you're the bigger person in the situation. Like you are the professional in that situation. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Sure. You're the, yeah, you're the professional. You have skills, you know, like use them, please. Yeah. Get your own therapy if you need it, you know. Yeah, for sure. Like yep. <laughs> don't 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 punt don't roll up on somebody and just like, you know, um, yeah. Just cause they called your mom fat or something, you know. Right. I'm glad you said that too. Because there was there was uh recently when the kids were like, Oh man, I this this kid said that they don't like the way I do this, or like they're yeah. always talking bad about me. I'm like, okay, you know what you tell them? Like, yo, 
Tell them, like, look, 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 okay, here you go. You tell them. If you got a problem with that shit, bro, go to therapy about it. <laughs> Leave me alone, bro. Go to therapy. Go work it out. That's Stop funny. talking to me. <laughs> That's so funny. That contrast with uh, I was working in residential care a long time ago, and we watched a video in our HR training about this guy who he was a host parent. So, like, he was hosting kids in his home mm-hmm. with his wife. And one of the shitty, like, 13-year-old kid said something. I don't know what he said about the wife. He something said something. Out of pocket. But we watched on the video. Is this guy's face, like, visibly changed? Like, the adult. And just, like, he he turned that switch to on. Like, just, like, right mm. in the moment. And you could see it. And he, like, pinned the guy, the kid, the 13-year-old, against the ground. And, like, he got fired mm. and stuff. But, um, Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Whoa. So yeah. as a, a, the professional did this. Yes, because the guy said something about his wife. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought it was just, okay. So, like the 13 year cuz cuz he knew his wife because the wife was also the the um the house mom or whatever, you know. So I'm guessing it was something sexual, he said. Or something out of pocket, man. Something and out so, of pocket, but like the kid knew, okay, this is going to get a rise out of this guy, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. And I think Again, you know, we're we're back on the boundaries. We're back on ethical yeah. boundaries. So let's say I'm in that situation, right? Yeah. Um, the kid knows my wife and says something, you know, yeah. something slick out of his fucking mouth, bro. And the internal me, right, would be like, who, again, who the fuck? Do, you know what? Yeah. You know what? And then the professional me would be like, so for one, I, I don't appreciate you speaking to my, like speaking about my wife in that manner. However, you know. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Um, let me go get another staff member to work with you because yeah. I, as much as I, you know, and then I feel like that's also a good boundary to set as well. Understanding yeah. that if you're too emotionally charged by something, like don't letting don't it, be there. Yeah, just don't, just don't because <laughs> yeah, because like it, it, it can, I mean, it unless you like going to jail, right? It, it can be harmful to your career. It yeah. can be harmful to their development. It can be harmful to yeah. the organization. It can be harmful on like a fucking macro scale if you like butterfly effect the shit. But yeah. like, be mindful of your limitations, or at the very yeah. least, your your sensitive areas, and you know, work with that. Yeah, maybe don't be there like working where your wife is close to them. If that's like a trigger point to you, you know. Yeah, and you're hosting kids like. Don't do that. Yeah, that, I would definitely not be doing that. So that would suck. I would hate to do that job. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's times where you get people who are just, like, fucking ridiculous. Just for the sake of, like, wanting to get a rise out of you. Like, there's, yeah. I've had that happen a few times. I, 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 I have to ha- – I have pretty, like – I don't let people get to me. I have pretty strong, like, just mental fortitude for that. Just Good. I don't know why or how, but, like – I can just kind of filter that out. Right, you know? bro. I start roasting so. back, dog. Like, if they start talking mess, I roast it back. Depends like, on the situation. Depends on the... Uh, uh, sure, yeah. Of course. Yeah. It depends on the situation. Depends on the severity of the, you know, the interaction. Yeah. But one of the kids was like, oh, you old, bro. You ain't got no style. And I'm like, ooh. The fuck you know okay, about style, yo, kid? I'm like, yo, okay, bro. So according to you, I ain't got no style, bro. But according to everybody here it looks like you got a bunch of fucking snakes on your head dripping in oil my dude <laughs> like yo you need to chill bro your greasy ass hair bro like you could probably make a pizza with just the freaking gre- stop playing with me like i'm about to overcook you dog like stop playing with me and so and- yeah i have to be careful with that because like you've never seen this but when i get mad like i get mad like i have sure. this nuclear like i go new nu- i go chernobyl you know like <sighs> So I don't get mad very often because, like, I'm good at controlling it. But once I hit that level, yep. <laughs> it gets bad. <laughs> like, bro, you know what fucking is happening right now in the yeah. world. Like, you could have chosen any other fucking nuclear reactor, bro. Like, Sorry. Wait, is there something that happened with Chernobyl? You know what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot about I didn't forget. Look, I'll, uh, we, we can edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, bro. I didn't forget, but like <laughs> Right, it just slipped his mind there, at the moment. It, let me ask you this. Is is there is there any like nuclear disaster that's politically correct to talk about? Because like I can't think of one. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few. Like, the bikini you know, atoll. <laughs> or like, you know, accidents that have happened or like Chernobyl. fucked up. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, Chernobyl right. So when you get super duper mad. Yeah. I go I go ham. How about mm. that? I go ape shit. Right, right. Yeah. No, I feel that, bro. So I don't get mad that often. Yeah, I try not to. Like, when I get mad, I, I scream and I break shit. 
<clears throat> like it's and I don't know. It's like that's yeah. cathartic for me. Yeah. Um, no. I will say I don't. How do I say this? Let, let me let me Go amend. Ahead, let me amend. Um, I'm also a drummer, or also I play the drums. So there you go. I have a bunch of drumsticks, and so instead of breaking a window, a TV, uh, anything that is crucially important and expensive, mm-hmm. I break drumsticks, and so that it's a way to get it out if that's truly what you're looking for, and then also it's a way to do it without breaking anything super important. Yeah, and this is tangential, and this is, this is tangents. So do all sorts um, of tangents. It was so funny when a kid would break the unit Xbox. That like would be the funny. Xbox. No, no, it was funny. Like in a strange fashion, like that's so like, funny. Strange. No, no. Like, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, okay. So we had where, where I worked. We had kids who um, they're twelve kids mm-hmm. in a unit, and they're all diagnostically similar functioning. They're all similar, just you know, so that they manage that because they have different units, right? Um, and so they all shared all the same stuff. So like they had a an Xbox that was for everybody. Mm-hmm. They had things for everybody's. One kid, like, he had to be, like, in isolation. You know, in ISO, like, in jail. Like, when they put you in isolation because you're, like, a threat to people. Yep. Like, the staff, because everybody wanted to, you know, beat the shit out of him. Um, so right. that's that's another part of being social workers. You're around a lot of people that want to beat the shit out of each other all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But it was just funny because, like, that kid... Yeah, it's like he had a target on his back, and he he knew. No, for sure, he and knew so it's coming. I'm I'm glad you said that. Um, the other day, we I came in I came in to work. I'm like, hey, how's everyone doing? What's the temperature looking like? Oh, this kid over here is kind of beefing with this one. They said something about their mom. This this you know they're they're beefing. So I'm like, okay, cool. Guess what we're doing today? Fucking conflict resolution. Oh Jesus. Yeah, conflict resolution. And so you two who are beefing right now. So we're we're gonna discuss. Okay, so. What are different types of conflict, right? So people could be arguing. We have war. We have, you know, games. We have, you know, whatever. So what do people use for conflict, right? Some people use bombs. We use weapons. We use, again, words. We use, you know, whatever. You know, and so how can people resolve conflict, right? So some people say, you know, we go to war, winner loses, or winner wins, loser loses. Um, We negotiate or we can just do nothing, let it continue to escalate, or we can do nothing and let it go, right? Like, and so we discuss, you know, many different ways to do that. I'm like, okay, cool. So you two are about to go to war. Your weapons, rock, paper, scissors. So we're, no, swear to God, bro. And so we did best two out of three, rock, paper, scissors. And then whoever won, we're like, okay, so you get to discuss what issue that you had with this other person. The other person says, hey, this is the issue that I had with you. And now we're going to, we're going to find a negotiation terms. Okay. Now, can we work together to continue, you know, this, you know, symbiosis while we're here? Or do you guys just need to not fuck with each other? You over here, you over there. Right. And so conflict, like it just depending on the temperature of the day, bro, like it, I will be like, what group do we need to do today? And yeah. So yeah, conflict resolution groups do that shit. Classic. Yeah. Do that shit. Yeah, it was good because like it was just funny because it was like this person has to have like their own room. The staff has to sleep with them in the room, kind of feeling because like everybody wants to jump them. <laughs> everybody, and it's usually the kid that nobody likes. So it's usually an unlikable kid that does that all the time. Yeah. So it was just funny Ooh. to see them to get their justice. Right. And on that note, like there's also kids who I've also worked with, like currently there's some who are difficult to work with, I'll say. And so I have to let the rest of the ones who are wanting to, you know, be rude to this particular one client, like let the rest of them know, hey, this person is also going through shit. If everything was great in their lives, they would not be here. You all would not be here. So let's be mindful of that. Right. And so trying to help reframe it as instead of, yo, this kid's annoying, let's all fuck with him. Like it's trying to reframe it as, yo, we're all struggling in our own rights. No one wants to be here. Let's just fucking get through it so we can move on. Right. Yeah. But yeah. No, I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes some of them just be saying some out of pocket shit, man. And uh, be careful, bro. Yeah. Just be careful is all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's, That's true. That's all I got to say about that. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, so, uh, if you or anyone, you know, are wanting to become a social worker, 
uh, <laughs> know that this field is um, there's many, many, many different things you can do, right? It's like, not for everybody. <laughs> again, it's not for everybody. Um, we just so happen to be in the field where we're working with people, right? Like there's people who can or <clears throat> working with people like more directly, like counseling therapy type stuff. Like there's yeah. again. Uh, medical like in the hospital social workers right you could be a social work instructor you can be a teacher you can be doing research right you writing can be policy doing policy you could be at your capital auditing you can be doing auditing you can be doing fucking international stuff you can be like there's so many different things you writing can do in laws. the field of social work so if you or anyone you know are wanting to become a social worker be prepared um yeah. there's a lot of shit we got to go through but it can be rewarding for sure for sure for sure. And if you have any other questions, reach out to us. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Oh, right. Let's, let's roll out of here. All right. Autobots. <laughs> Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.